Hey, hey, hey. Three, hey, hey, hey. Episode three. It is Boys in College Weekly Notes, your favorite or least favorite podcast, bringing you news from the most infamous league in America, Boys Out of College. So here's the deal. We've got a very, very special week to talk about. This episode is going to be a little unorthodox for reasons that we will get to very shortly, I promise you. A lot of good matchups to get to, a lot of good matchups to preview for week four, lots of good gambling winners to hand out. But first, first order of business. Well, first I should I should be, you know, courteous, chivalry and that kind of shit. Ethan, how you doing? I mean, I'm good, man. It, it's been a good week. Um, you know, we're not in the we're not in the class, we're not in the classroom anymore. We're not in the in the study hall study room as like last week. The the energy's different and Trent, I might, I might go as far as to say we're back like we've never been back before. We've never been more back than we are right now, and I think that needs to be said before we go any further. The stakes have never been higher. We are no longer in a study room. We're no longer at work. We're no longer whispering. And speaking of a whisper, we have a whisper in the wind that has died because, ladies and gentlemen, and really it's probably just gentlemen listening to this, we oh, have. Hey, listen, wait, hold on. Before you go any further, shout out Audrey Royer is a listener of the pod. That just reminded me that you said that. Audrey that, Royer, or actually Audrey Petty, Audrey Petty. <laughs> Audrey Petty is a listener of the pod. Confirmed. Shout out, Audrey. Audrey female listener. Audrey Royer Petty. Shout out to you. Thank you for tuning in. Now, back to the whisper that died. We have a very special guest here. Mm. Manager, owner, whatever you want to call it. Governor, they call it in the NBA now because Draymond Green thinks owner sounds like slavery or something like that. Governor <laughs> of, you know what? I'm just, I don't even know what to call you, Dave. I'm David Brazil. I'm going to throw it right to Dave. Dave, uh, what's your <laughs> new name? What's up, fellas? The, the, the new name, uh, still in college, gets fin. Um, as I am still in college, uh, the, the players were speaking and they, they wanted, they wanted an identity, the team needed an identity. Um, the players were hearing the whispers from the podcast. They were tuning in. They, they didn't like what they heard. And, um, we had, we had to stand and do something as, as a GM, as an owner, uh, as a, as a fan of the game, as a fan of my team, we, we needed it. We needed to make a change. So we now have an identity. Let's we'll get we'll get into it. We'll get right into it. We'll ask all the burning questions that everyone wants to know, but I'll I'll build some context here a little bit. So this is why I stumbled so much in the in the introduction, because the name was Breeze, all lowercase. It was infamously ripped apart by mostly me and Ethan on this show here. Yeah. The um, talking heads. The talking heads, the talking as we lovingly or unlovingly call ourselves. Um, just to build some context here, the Ligers manager, Brad Sanders, said of the change, quote, someone let the podcast get to him, end quote. And Dave, you followed up with this quote later in the week. My players were tired of hearing the slander, and we are a player first team. So a change had to be made, end quote. So Dave, what went, is there any truth to the podcast being a reason for you changing your name? Or was it strictly because the players wanted change? It was it was the players. It's all about the players. That's where it starts. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't let the media get into our locker room. The media has no effect. Um, and I think we showed that with our performance last week. I mean, the Ligers, they, they like to talk. They like to think that yeah, they know what they're doing. But 
we came, we showed out, uh, took a W over the Ligers with the new identity, with the new backbone of the team. We, we had something to prove. Undefeated. We went on there it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Ligers don't bark, they roar, but, you know, it, those Ligers were roaring up the wrong tree. I'll tell you that. And, and well, history would say that they've been roaring up the wrong tree. <laughs> this is not new information that the Ligers the are on the bottom of the top. not lie. The preseason statistics. But, uh, but uh, David, I got a question for you, if you don't mind. <clears throat> yeah. Now, uh, I guess this might go along with what we've already talked about, but, um, you know, what what the audiences have been saying, what the what the people have been saying around the league, the followers of the league, they love the name change. They 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 thought you needed a rebranding, and you, and you followed through with the people. But I've gotten anonymous tips from people inside of the league that uh, that would beg to differ, and they would say mm-hmm. that the media, quote unquote, got to your head. Any mm-hmm. comment on those anonymous uh, anonymous points there? You know, I I don't I don't speak anonymous points i think it's uh not worth our time as a team we're focused on the next week we're focused on our uh, i don't know if you've taken a look but if you look at our our image uh, our photo it's always mm-hmm. on to the next player last mm-hmm. week it was a old photo of brad that was the target this week photo of nort that's the target that's all we're worried about we're not worried about what the media is saying we're about going out there. We're performing week in, week out. When it, we're looking champions, that's all we're. Dave, about. I feel like not only did you rebrand your team, but you rebranded yourself, and it seems as if you're portraying yourself as as almost like a villainous character now. That, I and think uh, that's what we, I think that's what we needed. You know, I, you we, know we, what? We that might be the shadows. spark. That that might be the spark that you needed. That that you yep. and the boys needed. So good on you. Good on you, sir. <laughs> Look, I David, that. I will also say I like the I like the rolling rebrand of every single mm-hmm. week. We're just coming at you. We're throwing the kitchen sink at you. It's old school Arkansas Razorbacks basketball. 40 minutes <laughs> of hell. It's it, welcome. Welcome to hell, baby. I'm putting up a miserable picture of you as my logo. And Dave, I do have to say this is 100 percent better than the generic NFL helmet that you had as your logo. And I look to this. There are oddly some weird default logos still present in this league. I'm talking Clarky with the Browns helmet. I'm talking uh, who else? The Flying Dutchman has some like random ugly shit. I don't know. No, what's- Nate. Nate, oh, Nate changes. Nate changes. He is Nate now changed. the Dutchman from SpongeBob SquarePants franchise trademark copyright. That's right, Nate. I know I have my anti-Dutchman agenda. I am so sorry. I was incorrect there. That was fake news. Nate, <laughs> it's not even half. We're not even halfway in the podcast. And we're taking shots at Nate. There is a. Uh, there is a. It is just Clarky. It is just Clarky with the generic image, I believe. Okay. Well, there you have it. I, I uh, did hear Dave. the Dutchman though from SpongeBob is following a lawsuit against Nate for that image. So he's currently he's really starting trial. So. He's you are being served. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, I mean, I look, well, let's let's just get into the week one recap a little bit because I want to get some thoughts from you on how your matchup went. So we can start there if you don't mind. Still in college, 132 and a half points over the Ligers, 124.34. Dave, you win by 8.36 points. That was the closest margin of victory in week three. However, uh, as Ethan alluded to a little bit earlier, you might have taken things a little personally after Brad's comments. Uh, what did you think of your team this week? No, I, it was it was a good performance from the squad. It definitely came down to the wire. I think the the Lakers gave us more of a more of a fight than we thought they were going to. They're kind of the 
the laughing stock of the league the past few years. But um, they, 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 <laughs> they gave us they gave us a fight. It, came, it really came down to Joe Mixon. Um, Nate was Nate was all over me trying to get me to trade him, and um, I, uh, I I fought back, said no, and I'm glad I did. Joe's the one that eventually got me over the hump to help us uh, help us win this week. Um, so I, I like the performance out of the team. I mean. When you have Geno Smith running your team, it's not a good look. So um, Brad's got to figure something out. Well, in that vein, uh, Dave, before I throw it to E for a question here, I want to ask you, take me through the pregame process of deciding to go with Justin Herbert over Mac Jones. <laughs> what was, that, was that a tough decision? What was that like? What's, what's practice looking like throughout the week? Is there competition there? Herbert's my guy, but you, you have to have somebody to put the pressure on him, you know, and I think with a guy like Mac Jones sitting right there, I think Herbert knew he had to come perform the best he could. So um, we, we went with our guy uh, and, and he showed out. So I and also with all that Mac Jones stuff going on, I might have to drop him from my roster with the sauce gardener thing. It's so questionable. So, yeah. Can we go over what happened? Because I've heard a lot, but I haven't really I don't know what happened. Did he punch him in the dick? Is that what happened? <laughs> I heard it was more of a cum. I don't know. It was more of a what? <laughs> a cupping. Oh, he like cupped. He like got <laughs> underneath the carriage and caressed. Okay, I see. He That's a little a bit weird. He wanted a feel. Dave, you got to talk to him about that. Completely unacceptable. Yeah. But, Dave, give us your MVP <laughs> from your team in this game. Um, MVP, I gotta go, uh, Justin, Justin Hurt. Um, he's been, he's our backbone of this team. He, uh, he really performed well. That was a, that was a crazy game. I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but, um, he, he performed really well. He gave Minnesota every reason to, to win that game and Minnesota just didn't want to. And I, I love that for the NFC North, but going to give it to Herber. I will say, uh, Ethan, I want to get your pick too, but I'm going to give it to Justin Jefferson just for the sake of parody on the show. And here's the deal. Um, I, I guess this is a good time for me to segue into Ethan's MVP because Ethan, we'll get to this later in the gambling corner, threw together a little parlay of overs for Justin Herbert's point total, Justin Jefferson's point total, and Aubrey. 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 Listen, listen, I was going to speak on that. I was going to speak on that, but (laughs) you're right. You're right. The parlay hit. Okay. I I took a risk there and I hit. And listen, I hear all the people saying, oh, it's so easy to pick overs in fantasy football. They put the projection so low. Okay. Well, there's five guys that went under on David's team too. So I picked the guys that had the best chance of going over and a hit. So cheers to them. Uh, Cowboys got slaughtered. That uh, No comment. My MVP was also Jay Herbo. Um, just an unreal performance. 40 for 47 passing. Incredible. He missed seven passes. That is like a historic performance. That's going to be one of his like career games that he's going to – like when we look back and admire greatness, that game right there. Well, I think it was a historical game for Keenan Allen too, which was pretty cool. Yeah, geez, this guy. It was. Yeah. Detroit Rock City. More on that later. That entire yeah. game. I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be absolutely insufferable when we get to Detroit Rock City's <laughs> whatever, whatever. Oh jeez. We don't have to do that yet. Second matchup of the week. And this features another person on this panel. The feeling 135.66 oh, points takes down Lickety Split 124.38. So if you're doing the math there, quick math. Gavin wins. 
by 11, a little more than 11 points. The feeling manager, Gavin Petty, the only text that I have um, on file from this matchup was Gavin said, quote, gay, end quote. I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> I have no idea what happened to um, – preempt that sort of comment i don't i don't really know uh maybe but nonetheless the feeling gets his first one of the season moves to one and two while lickety split also moves to one and two um i'll throw this one to e doggy dog on the panel for obvious reasons what'd you think here yeah listen and um i got a lot to say and i'm just gonna politely ask you know trent dave just strap up because i got a lot to say about this oh i'm strapped up yeah, this will this will po- quite possibly go down as one of the most gut-wrenching losses of my entire fantasy football career for a couple reasons. Um, one, obviously, we go into a week expecting to beat the number 16 team in the league. There's no there's no doubt about that. And um, to, lo- to lose the way I did by 11 points, that's something that you always look back and you wonder, what, what could I have done? What would I have done? You spend a week prepping for this game. You, you spend days in and out the film room. You spend days at practice, and you practice for this matchup. And Sunday comes along, and what do you know? Jimmy Garoppolo scores 27 points. Now, this is no knock to Gavin's team. This is no knock to the feeling. I've given the feeling a lot of crap on this podcast. But listen, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm going off track now. I'm going to go off track, okay? Let me tell you something. One of the biggest problems in this world is people's lack of accountability. Okay, people fail to take responsibility for things that they did wrong. Okay, I work out at the YMCA, right? Is is it's a large nationwide business, and the one in Omaha specifically, they, they're doing this campaign where it's like, hey, you got to guess uh, the score. If you guess the score of the Nebraska football game this week, you know you get a chance at winning tickets. And I was like, oh, it's a good idea. So I pick one of the cards out today to write the score of the Michigan game. Two things. It says Nebraska versus Michigan State. That matchup ain't for a, another few weeks. <laughs> Number two, it says, guess the gynal score. It don't say final. It says gynal. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. But um, I'm just, you know what? I'm going to take this to somebody because maybe they just don't know. I'm going to take this to the lady working the front desk. And I, and I walked up and I was like, hey, like, I don't know if you guys knew, but there's a couple of typos on here. They play Michigan this week and it, it says gynal. And then they look at me like it was my fault. And they were like, they were like, oh, okay, okay, sorry. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Do people just not like do people just not like being held accountable? Like attention to detail. You know, with with all that being said, I am here to take accountability of my loss. And I made a trade before this week. And I have to mention this because this is what kept me up at night right here. I made a trade before this week. I traded away Adam Thielen who I was so high on last week, Trent. I was so high on. You were. You and I was talking credit. so highly. And I, and I let him go. I cut him off. And I took in, I took a chance on Terry McLaurin, and I got absolutely fleeced at the door. Fleeced at the door. Thielen put up 30, and that's one of those games where I'm like, if I had Thielen, I would have won. But he said, she said, they said, whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking at it now. I've done my you know, stressing out about it. I'm done looking back at it. Gianni, good game. You know, 11 points. You, you took me down in the best way possible. All we can do is look at next week. All we can do. So uh, we're done with that match. We're looking forward. So real quick, I will give Gavin some credit here because he was in the doghouse last week. This was his first win of the season. 
Um, Ethan, you pretty much covered everything on Lickety Splits end. But credit to Gavin for getting the boys ready to go. Uh, some underwhelming running back performances. However, uh, Amari Cooper and Mike Williams both performed. Now, something to watch. They put up 25 each. Something to watch. Mike Williams out for the season, most likely. Injured reserve. Um, hurt his knee. So, Gavin, <laughs> I'm sure you probably feel like you can't have shit around here because you finally get a win and your boy that dropped 25 and a half points is now out for a while. Um, also, one little quick piece of advice before I throw it to Dave for some thoughts on this matchup. Stop playing Khalil Harbert because I'll tell you right now, the Bears have no run game and they shouldn't because they're going to be losing by 30. They're losing double digits every single game, every single week. And Jack, we'll talk about Justin Fields later, but ooh, it looks like, unfortunately for me as a Lions fan, it looks like Caleb Williams is going to be a Chicago Bear. So, Dave, do you have any thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I'll second. The Bears are embarrassing. I can't wait. Can't wait to just keep watching them lose every week. But this was a tough matchup, E. That that that's a heartbreaker when you when you bad trade, you know, you could on. But um, that that one's gonna burn. But hey. You're gonna learn from it, and you took accountability. That was the teacher, and you stepping up and taking accountability. You know, I, exactly. I, That's all we can do. You know, That's all we can do is take accountability. I got some. I got some words to eat later in this podcast too. But my my theme for this episode is accountability, and I and I'm a man enough to take it. But might yeah. I comment this really quick? Gavin's team. We I feel like we say this every week. Long run, I'm not, like this could be a scary team. Okay. He's got Cup and Taylor coming back soon, and he's got Amari Cooper and Josh Jacobs and Rashad White, who's pretty good. Like, th this team has potential to do some damage late in the season. I'll say it now. Maybe Gianni was onto something when he said the feeling is whipping something up or whatever week one. He so. said, I think he said a cold and calculated operation. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I like what he's got. I like that Rashad White, uh, Josh Jacobs. I mean – when he gets Jonathan back, he's, he's going to be a good team. This is a big win for him. If you right can now. win a game without Cooper oh, yeah. Cup and Jonathan Taylor, that's a good look. Yeah, totally. No doubt. And and you know what? No in that same vein, let's move on to the second matchup here. Trevolution takes down Sparty Squad 120.9 to 110.88. Uh, Trev wins by 10 points. Look, the reason I brought that up, Trev continues to win without great quarterback play. This was my lock last week, Trev, to move to 3-0. Trev, you made me look like a genius. You and I are the only two 3-0 squads remaining, and oddly enough, we clashed this week. We'll get to that soon enough, but pretty remarkable stuff from Trev. Um, a stat that he sent in the chat was, that, dude, this, who is this dude from Miami? This at chain? I, I, I probably just butchered his name. It could also be like Akani. I have no idea. I think it's a chain. He was it's, started. Yeah, and then, granted, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my trust in Trevor here, which I've done many times in my life, and it's panned out well. So I'm going to I'm going to stick here. 0.6% um, of leagues he was started in. Scored 53 points. So Trevor, although this is a 16-man league where it would be easy to start one of those deeper fellas, um, credit to you as a manager for making that move, starting him in your flex. And he came through for you. He has to be the MVP of this game. I don't know if these guys have anything else to say about it, but um, Ethan, what are your thoughts on Trev taking down the Sparty squad? Yeah, like you said, man, this guy has just been squeaking by with with very minimalistic quarterback play. And, and I'm genuinely curious the decision behind Howell over Burrow. Maybe it was because Burrow was questionable and, and Trevor didn't want to start his backup. 
But um, I'd like to hear more on that. But man, yeah, a chain was an absolute bailout. Because if he didn't have that guy, man, nobody else did did much. Everybody fluked, it seemed like, except him. So good for him. Second Great managerial point. move, T-Bone. Good for you. Second highest point was Bass. Crazy. Him and Madison, 15. Oh, that's I mean, wild. That's wild. That's wild. But I, I, that, is a, that is a hell of a move. A-Chain had one carry the game before, and Trevor goes and puts him in his flex. That's impressive. And I, I think him starting Howell is a wake-up call for Burrow. He's just trying to get Burrow to wake up. And like, hey, Ain't no way happen. Trevor thought he was going to win this game. Ain't no way. <laughs> Trust Ain't me. no way he Trust started A-Chain like that. <laughs> Listen, I promise you we will get to the throne room later in this podcast. Trevor sits on a throne with a crown on his head. He knew exactly <laughs> what he was doing. And Trev, credit to you, man, for going out and getting the win. On Devin's side, not a whole lot to say so we can move on. Brees Hall's been extremely underwhelming. And it sucks. It does It does really suck for Devin that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Because if Rodgers stays healthy, I feel like the, the Jets mix it up a little more with Brees oh, Hall in yeah. one game. Because they're not playing from behind so often. But when you're playing from behind, you can't run the ball. It's so simple. And, and yet Brees Hall just hasn't really spent a shell of himself. Jamar Chase showed out for you, Dev. But ultimately, I mean, not a whole lot you could have done when someone on the other side of the ball, uh, this uh, chain motherfucker, scores 53 points. So <laughs> so there you go. Um, we always talk about how Philly lives and dies with Miami. Trev lived with Miami this week. The Flying Dutchman take down Kid Karch by 54 and a half points. Would have been the biggest margin of victory this week, if not for another matchup that we'll get to in a few minutes. But Nate has seemingly taken everything on this podcast personally, and Mitchell has been doing a lot of talking. It's gone the other way. So I'm going to turn this over to Ethan because Ethan's been driving the kid. You can talk about me driving the anti-flying Dutchman agenda. Ethan's kind of been doing that for Kid Karch. So I'll turn it over to Ethan on this one. Listen, listen, it was never Kid Karch. It never was. Um, this guy, this guy somehow gets ranked so high, like he's seventh in the league. And I, and I just don't see it. Like, I just don't see a team being led by Jordan Love and Damian Pierce. And listen, I'll give him some credit, man. Like Jameer Gibbs is having him, you know, he's not doing super great. Like right now, CD lamb off week. Okay. Nico Collins was a fluke. That one week had to have been a fluke in my opinion, like 28 points. Like when has he ever done that in his whole career? Um, but yeah, I mean, did I expect this out of Karch? Kinda. Like, I'm not super surprised by everything that's going on over there. Um, Nate's team, on the other hand, like, come on, like, for, if it was, the Bill, any, if you play a matchup and your defense scores, like, over 40 points, like, I feel like that just increases your chances of winning by, like, 100%. Like, because oh, yeah. you're just asking everyone else. And, like, Nate, like, the rest of Nate's team just did okay. Like, Nate didn't do anything crazy. Like, like the like Trevolutions match, the Bills put up 45, in it, and, and it looked like it saved his entire game. Like, obviously, even if they had zero, he still would have beaten Kid Karch. But I'm just saying, Trent, we said in episode one, you want to hit 110 every week. 110 yep. to 120 is a safe number, right? So if you can get around there like you're looking good so 88 not gonna cut it 142 you're looking at the like the third quartile of of data points here like you're yeah, looking look, good 
So before we get Dave's thoughts on this one, Kid Karch, obviously this is his first loss while Nate moves to two and one. Mitch, like, I, I don't want to get on here and kill you because I don't think you – Mitchell didn't make any wrong decisions as far as, like, who to play other than Hollywood Brown. Sure, he could have – but ultimately when your team only scores 88 points and, and the, your, your opposition, excuse me, scores 142, like – it wouldn't have made a difference. Sure, you might have broken 100. You might have gotten to 110, like he said. But this was just an underwhelming week from Kid Karch. That's all it is. I expect him to bounce back. He's proven that he at least has earned the respect of most of this league, and I think he'll he'll bounce back in week four. We can talk about that in a little bit. But, Dave, what did you see here? Yeah, I'll second Ethan with the, the whole defense thing. I just – Nate's team was underwhelming. I, I feel for Mitch, like – you want to see CD and Jameer Gibbs do better than they are. Um, and hopefully they will turn around. Rashid Shahid had that sweet punt return or kick return, whatever it was. And obviously yeah. he's got the goose on the board. That's, that's got to hurt a little bit too. So, um, but I mean, that's a first loss for me. We'll see how we respond next week. Yeah. And I, I want, I want to comment really quick. I know I give Mitchell a lot of crap on here and I, and like most of it's for show. Like, I think it's funny. Obviously I love Mitch, but like, none of this flack is for Mitchell being a bad manager. Like you were saying, Trent, like, I just don't think his roster is all that great. That's it. Like, it's not like he's making terrible decisions as a manager. I just don't think he's got a great team. Um, and if you remember, Trent, this was, this was our matchup of the week. Yeah. Like, we were, we were expecting to see a lot more and hear a lot more from this game, and we just – the fireworks were duds. We didn't, we didn't get to see anything. I wanted yeah. – I wanted – I wanted, like – Guerrilla warfare between these two guys in the group chat, just going at it, replying to each other. I wanted my phone blowing up at work. Got none of it. So no, we were just too busy hearing Gianni scream "gay" in in the chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I I would love I would love to have I would love to know what the context and the thought process and all of that was. But whatever. Uh, let's move on. A matchup that is very 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 good to me. Detroit Rock City, 208. Bro, I kind of want to talk about yours last, Trent. I kind of want to talk about yours last. Oh, no, because I'm superstitious. We talk about mine sixth every single time. So we're doing it right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're doing it right now, right here. Wow. 208.24 okay. <laughs> points, which the Filipinos who put up 185.96. That's a 22.28 win for T Bale. Here's the deal. And I and I sent, off, a, I, I sent a text about this along these lines early or, or later on Sunday night. I sort of tongue-in-cheek said that Philly and I are the best two teams in this league because Philly was looking like he might score 200 as well. And at that point, I thought I might be losing to him. And if you remember, I actually picked Philly to beat me. And had, had I not scored 208 points, Philly would have beaten me because here's the deal. Here's a stat for you. Philly scored 185. That would have beaten Make Delmar Great Again, which we haven't talked about that matchup yet, but coming up, that was the next highest uh, point scorer for a win was Spence. with with uh, You would have beat him by 40.98 points, Philly would have. So Philly went absolutely nuclear. This was vintage, just like Jordan and the bad boys, like going at it, just, just toughing it out. Someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. Uh, a nuclear quarterback matchup between Tua and Patrick Mahomes, probably playing the two best, the two best quarterbacks in the league right now, in my opinion. On the running back side, 
I mean, I don't know what to say about my guy, Raheem Mostert. I drafted him in the eighth round. Somehow y'all let me get away with that one. I also got James Conner, who's the seventh ranked uh, running back right now. I got him in like the fifth or sixth round. So just Keenan Allen threw a touchdown pass. I'm going to St. Brown doing his thing. Sam Laporta as a rookie is the second ranked tight end. I could go on and on and on and on and on about my team. I would also say it would have been even an even bigger uh, margin of victory had I actually been a homer and played the Lions defense who scored 12 more points than the Dolphins defense did, even though the Dolphins won by 50. That's just how good the Lions defense was last Sunday. So I'll turn it over to you guys because I don't want to get too long-winded here. But look, I'm I'm 3-0. and We made it here. It looks like it's my league and y'all are just playing in it. Go for it, E. Look, man, there, there are some teams in this league. That, and, and you see this a lot in college football, but they always say, you know, Football's a lot better when this team is good. And damn it, this fantasy league's a lot better when Detroit Rock City is is feeling it. And we got to see a lot of Trent's energy this week. And um yeah, just an absolute gun show. This this emanated flashback. So I think it was the 2010 Rising Stars NBA game with Tim Hardaway and Deion Waiters. And they were just going <laughs> shot for shot. Yeah. And they were just like yeah. dribbling down a pole. Like it's an absolute an absolute fire fest. And I'm not talking about the music festival because because this actually happened. This actually happened. But just – and it's oh, – I would – talk about who you would hate to be, man. Philly losing like that. Oh, jeez. Talk about losing sleep. I don't know. I don't even know how you do it, man. 185 on a loss. That's just so unlucky. It's just so unlucky. And, uh, Trent, no, no need to foreshadow here, but I don't know if it's going to get any easier for you this week. Um, but listen, somehow this, somehow this matchup will come back to me because I see this guy, Devon, a chain, and I see this guy, Raheem Mostert putting up 40, 20 point weeks. And let's not forget that it, going into training camp, Jeff Wilson was the number one guy in that running back room. And who has Jeff Wilson and who drafted him? That's right. Yours truly. So now I'm thinking. <laughs> This guy's not going to play. They got two guys that score four touchdowns a game. There's no point in bringing Jeff Wilson back into the rotation. Like, So, yeah, sorry, but Trent, team just absolute flaring. And sorry, Philly, for that loss. That's tough. Dave, what do you think? And, again, I want to throw this out there before we turn it over to Dave here for some quick thoughts. I am not trying to just – you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Michigan beat Ohio State last year and uh, Robbie Robbie texted in the group chat because Jack was going crazy. Jack was probably hammered. He was like texting everyone like, oh <laughs> go blue. Fuck that. Sorry. <laughs> and and Robbie texted the group chat was like, you can tell this doesn't happen often. And I like that's what it feels like for me as the manager of this team. I never have shit. I made but Trent, it. you've been to the you won the final. You've been here. You've been here. You've done this. No, that's you fine. Can... I guess I guess what I'm saying is when I get my chance to bump my gums and put a little bass in my voice here, I'm gonna do it. I don't care it's if it's better for the league. It's better for the league to talk shit. I'm all about it. Okay. For I, years, I stand by it. For years I had the Honolulu blue rose-colored glasses on and i just started stafford every week and golden tate every week and joik bell every week and finally i have grown up and 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 met y'all in the middle 
and now it's time to play. That's all I'm saying. David, do you have, any, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on this game, David? Trent, Trent saying it's time to play is dangerous for the rest of this league is all I got to say. Billy, man, tough, tough go. This Tyreek Hill kid is unbelievable. Um, he is a he is a freak of nature. That's the um, thing. But, like Philly's team went off. Philly played great. Like I, I said, Philly would have beat any other team in this league by forty yeah. plus. Yeah, it's week. it's that's a that's a tough one to eat for uh, for Zachary, but um, he's got to feel good going into the next week. Um, and and try, I think Ethan, I think you said it right after we drafted. I I think it was you. You were, you said Trent's got a scary looking team, and he is he is showing that. Um, early on with this three and sometimes you look at people's rosters and you're like, how did these guys end up in the know. same place? I don't know. I don't know how he has this this squad. And it's, I mean, Sam Laporta, like what, what a pick what a, Trent, on some Sam Laporta. I mean, that's, I mean, it makes sense he has him, but it's, um, yeah, that was a that was a fun <laughs> matchup to follow. It's a fun matchup to follow. Maybe not for Philly, but he's got to feel pretty good going into going into this week with 180 for sure. Yeah, so Trent, we'll- I will say it's been a pleasure like going year to year in this league and watching you grow as a manager. Because like you said, you used to be the laughing stock of this league. Because you would just you were like I feel like at your worst, you were like one in fourteen. Like you were just getting oh. slaughtered every game. Oh, and I just like to there. see you take the next step and now you're like <laughs> contending every year, it's like, whoa, okay, okay. We got some more players now. We got some more heat. It's not just Nate anymore, right? No, nope. it just... is the it is the butterfly out of the caterpillar or out of the cocoon from the caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! All right, let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, our next matchup here: Make Delmar great again. Takes down Clarky Boy by thirty four point eight six points. Uh, Spence. I always laugh when I see your logo pop up. <laughs> it's incredible. Probably the best logo in the game. Uh, some quick stats for you. Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff both reach their projections. Lamar almost doubles his. Christian McCaffrey goes off for Spence. Debo Samuel goes off for Clarkey. Sort of looks like it's back and forth. If you just kind of look at it on paper, you, you'd think it'd be a lot closer. But, E, there goes that defense again. Bengals outscore the Buccaneers defense by 12. And once again, we have uh, Donnie Trump getting in the win column here. So what are your thoughts? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, listen, man, for for this matchup, I'm going to draw on a quote that was made this past weekend by the Oregon head, the Oregon football head coach. I forget his name. Look, man, Clarky plays for clicks. Clarky <laughs> plays for clicks. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> Spinky – Plays with the pads, man. He puts he puts the pads on and he goes head to head with whoever he's playing. And I'll say, Spencer doesn't need all the cameras in his face. He doesn't need the media attention. I feel like this guy flies quite under the radar when we talk about the grand schema of the league. Like Spencer doesn't get a lot of talk. He doesn't get a lot of airtime. But sure enough, he'll put 150 on your head sometimes, and it kind of makes you remember, like, oh, Spencer's still in this league, right? But um. Lamar, he showed up. McCaffrey did what he always does. 2-2 Atwell, great pickup. Um, and sure enough, man, that defense, that defense is dirty. But, uh, yeah, pretty good game from Spence. Clarkie, just the guys couldn't get it done. There's not much to say about it, man. Like, when you lose in this league, I feel like there's just not much to say except your guys could have played better. And, like, it's not like you're making ma- managerial 
you know, flukes, but it is what it is. Dave, over to you, big boss. I mean, we have so many people in this league. It's like, you look at people's benches, it's like, who are you going to play on the starter? So if your starters aren't going, like, your team's going to lose. So it, right. it's hard. But this, this was the win that, like, I love this because it just fires me up when, when Spink wins. I, I just need to hear him in the chat say something just <laughs> once. Like, I just want a little bit. Like, I think that would make my entire week. So, so Spink, you're listening to this, which I don't know if you are, but I would love to hear just, just a little comment out of you in the group chat. Spinky, no. hey, Sp- Spinky has the capability to when he says something, people listen. Like, it'll get <laughs> silent for a Spencer comment. He says Dude, he, he, quite, he quite literally is Kawhi Leonard in this league. Like, yes, when, yes. When, when Spencer talks, you better fucking listen. And if you don't, <laughs> and if you disagree, you might get your head taken off. Um, I do, I do want to say for the sake of last podcast, we said it was a big week for Christianity with Christian McCaffrey, Christian Kirk, both balling out. Much the same this week. Uh, those guys both hit their projections, as I mentioned beforehand. And something to watch for Spence before we move on. He's got Jamison Williams on his IR. J-Mo back in the Lions facility. He's able to go to meetings. Still not able to practice. But in three short weeks, Spence is going to get even stronger. And uh, Oh, boy. Might be a force to be reckoned with. Dave, one thing I love that you said was that it just fires you up when Spence wins. It absolutely yeah. – I get – I, I get bricked up. I get I get emotional <laughs> watching watching Spencer watching Spencer just tear down yet another opponent. And he I, I think he's the best. I think he's the best two and one team in this league. Uh, the yeah. fantasy rankings, the little number up by his logo would agree. They've got him at number three right now. Okay, two more to go. Um, this one, an interesting one that was a big topic of discussion last week for me and E. Bass Pro Bombers takes down Rick Dalton by 55 and a half points, the largest margin of victory for week three. Bass Pro manager Kyle Kukla did say in the middle of the week, quote, managerial blunder I see from Rick Dalton. It's a Bass Pro Bomber week, end quote. <laughs> so, Kyle, the championship pedigree. You finally got off the mat. You got your first win this season after an 0-2 start. And Rick Dalton, I don't want to say too much, but kind of looking like the worst team in the league here. I don't know. E, what do you think? Yeah, this game was a total yawn fest, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, nothing nothing crazy. I, I just can't get over the fact. And, Rob, I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, man. We're talking heads. We talk on what's happening. We only say facts. You not starting guy. I don't know how we're still doing this league year after year and guys still leave people in their starting lineup. Like, I just don't get it. And again, I, I, I'm pretty sure Devin did that last week and we made the same comment that, you know, maybe Robbie was doing something really important and we're assholes for saying something. But I just, I don't know how this is still going on. And the fact that it's going on, I just have no, I have no empathy. I don't feel anything for Rob um, besides the fact that he deserved that loss. Would it have changed anything had he started somebody else? No. Hell no. Lose with some (laughs) dignity, man. Lose with some pride. Like, at least put somebody in. And and just no comment about Kyle's team because it's a touchy subject with me right now. And, like, I don't want to comment on Adam Thielen. Like, (laughs) that's that's my boy. (laughs) And I I let him go. And I'm just – I'm not over it yet. So, good win, Kyle. But it's it's a different game this week for you, sir. I'll speak on Kyle's team. The Bass, Bass Pro Bombers absolutely embarrassed Dalton, and um, Adam Thielen's a dog, and I know Ethan loves him. So, 
<laughs> and and <laughs> Devonte Adams probably not going to be a Raider for much longer. But there you go. He had a great game. And uh, T.J. Hawkinson, although he didn't reach his projection this week, is the number one tight end in fantasy. So Kyle, keep riding the hawk train, my friend. Uh, all right. One last matchup to get to. One that definitely garnered some pregame talk. Uh, Hide Mr. Moon takes down Chips Fever by 17.44 points. Points, excuse me. Um, Moon manager Jack and Minnie, and bear with me here because this is a long text, but I'm going to read the whole damn thing. Do it. Do it. It's warranted. Quote, do my ears fucking deceive me? I'm in the doghouse after ha- after you have one week over 100 points, E-Doggy, and then an obscene amount of laughing emojis. I didn't count them, but a lot of those. On top of that, I beat you week one. So where does that put you? No way you actually said that, man. I thought I had Doja Cat whispering in my ear from that ludicrous shit, end quote. Now, I will say to, de- to defend my fellow talking heads, Anna, here, even did say as a disclaimer before putting Hyde Mr. Moon in the doghouse, he said, I know I lost to him week one, but you got to score 100 points in this league to win. So, yeah. But you know what, Trent? They don't want to hear that part. They don't want to hear that part. This is the business is that they only focus They only focus on the, on the, on the sound bites, on the clips. And, no context. And no, no. People want to cherry pick just like in anything. So here we go. Um, Ethan, Lickety Split Manager Ethan Reisinger also said after that in response to that uh, scorched earth text we received from Jack Gamini says, quote, moon is dim this week. It's a waning crescent on Sunday. Unfortunately for Ethan, this is where I'll go back in on you a little bit. It looked like a waxing crescent because Hyde hey, okay. comes away with a 17 point win. What did you see here? You know, you know, listen, that, first of all, that was one of the most abs- absurd quotes I've ever heard in my life from Jack. But uh, I couldn't help but laugh at it. I, I didn't know if he was being serious, and I and I actually hit him a little bit too hard. But I'm sure he was just you know sh- shitting around. But um, I, I don't know, man. He finally scored over a hundred. He he just he barely did. So we're not gonna say that he hasn't scored over a hundred yet. Is was the what? What is our definition of the moon being dim? That's the real question. Is it just him losing? Like. He did win. Did he win in very spectacular fashion? No, not at all. But a win is a win, and he has a better record than me. So that's all I'm going to speak on is that he's 2-1. and one. I'm 1-2, one and two, Jack. So calm your nerves. I'm, I'm, here to, I'm here to say, look, man, congrats. You scored over 100. Got a win against the 16th-ranked team. I couldn't get a win against the 16th-ranked team last week. So that's another thing that you've done that I haven't done. Good for you. And uh, I I hope things get better for you. I'm not sold yet, but I hope things get better. Just just a class act from Ethan Reisinger. Look, I don't know much, but I do know one thing is for damn sure. Actually, I know two things. Number one is the Detroit Lions are – they better beat the Packers on Thursday Night Football. Number two is David Brazil has some thoughts on this matchup. Dave, go for it. (laughs) Ethan, Ethan's right. They definitely don't ask how how you win. They don't ask. They just look at the win column. But if they did ask how, they would say that was an embarrassing performance for Moon. Um, the only bright thing on this whole entire ride for Jack is that his tight end is dating Taylor Swift. That's about it. <laughs> um, I, I I just look. I looked through his team and like Justin Fields was supposed to be better than he was, but like 
there's just there's nothing doing it for me there. Um, Chips fever, 80 points, not the best, uh, not the best performance. You got uh, three guys putting up one point, um, two guys putting up two points. That's just that's just not going to get it done. Also, Dave, to that point, four guys on the Chips fever bench put up zero. And that means his bench in total, even with Daniel Jones, a quarterback (laughs) on that bench combined for just over 12 points. Chris might be time to make some moves again, Chris. I love you. You are my rival in this league. You are my respectful rival. You're Larry bird. I'm magic Johnson. I know what we got going on here, brother. It might be time to make some moves. Cause I don't want to see you golfing in that skirt. I really don't <laughs> well, look, man. We, you know how we were just talking about this a little bit, a little time ago, but you know how we're like, you look at some teams and you're like, how did they end up with all these players? Nort's team is like the like the same thing, but in the other light. Like, what happened here? He got Allen and Diggs, but like, where did these guys even come from? Like, did he draft this team? Like, I don't know. So, like, just to see like a team like Trevor's or Phillies or Trent's, and then to look at a team like this, I'm just like, yo, how did we get from point A to point B? Because it just doesn't seem – it seems too 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 weird for me, but I digress. Well, that wraps up week two. The week – no, week three. Jesus. Week is my savior. Week three uh, wrap-ups. Jesus preview. is my savior. <laughs> that was a good let's, one. <laughs> let's preview week four. I got to make sure – I got to think before I speak now. Uh, week four. Let's do it. Let's make it quick. If you guys don't mind, we'll just kind of whip around here real quick. Uh, yeah. Matchup number one, Bass Pro Bombers is one and two, taking on Lickety Split, also one and two. One will reach 500, one will fall to one and three. I'll tell you right now, I like Lickety Split, and the only reason is the Bass Pro Bombers win, although they got off the mat and beat Rick Dalton this week. Anybody can beat Rick Dalton, as we've seen, so I like Lickety Split to get back in the win column here. Ethan, what say you? Listen, I, I I made a lot of moves this week. I made a lot of moves. I got some new faces on the roster. We, we've done a little bit of a scenery change here. We brought Najee Harris into camp. We brought a young cat, Tank Dell, into, into camp, courtesy of Nate. Was it a good trade? Maybe. I don't know. Only time will tell. But I, I, I really think I like my team here, too. Um, I'm going to stop saying I'm going to win by 75 because, you know, I'm not <laughs> – I'm not going to be that kind of guy anymore, but I do like my squad here. This match does hit a little bit closer to heart, given that uh, my boys on the other team, Mr. Thielen, but um, I think I take Kyle here and I think it's going to be maybe 20, 25. Wow. Wow. I, I don't know. I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think, Ethan. I, I don't think we're giving the the, the bombers enough credit. Um, I think George Pickens is going to have a big week and, and give you some grief, but um, I do like the moves you made, Ethan. I think bringing in Najee and Tank Dell, those were both good additions. So it's kind of a redemption game for you going against Thielen. Um, I, I hope you can get the job done just for, because I, I've been in that position too where trade a guy away and he's the reason you, you lost. It makes us better though, you know. We grow from it. All right, matchup number two. Flying Dutchmen, who are 2-1, and one, taking on Filipinos, one and two who just put up 180 points in the most honorable loss in week or in league history. Excuse me. I love Filipinos here. It's my lock. I'll get to that later. E, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Filipinos. It's just an absolute war crime that he's ranked 13th in the league. I don't understand that. 
Um, I think Philly's going to win handily. And um, I don't know. Yeah, Nate's team, I mean, I gave him a couple guys that I just thought were middle of the road. So with that, like I don't see many guys on Nate's team that are going to explode, whereas I see a lot of guys that can do that on Philly's team. So give me Philly here. Uh, Nate's, Nate's team on paper looks really good. Um, I just – I don't know if they're going to get it done, but he, he has made some good moves. I, I respect his, his trading ability. He's got a good bench as well. So I, I don't know. Nate, Nate could be stirring something up here. Yeah, one thing that I know for sure is that Nate's going to have the boys ready to go. I just think Filipinos are absolutely crushed after that week, after that week uh, three loss in historic fashion. I think they're going to be angry, hungry, whatever you want to call it. Coach Blevins, stay hungry. I see it happening. <laughs> Filipinos. For matchup number three, Chips Fever, 0-3, looking for their first win against Still in College, 2-1. Look, I'll make this quick because we have said manager of Still in College on this panel. I like Chips Fever this week, and the only reason I say that is because I challenged him to make some moves. Chris, you've got a couple days to make some moves. Get the boys ready to go. This is my vote of confidence for you, my friend. Get the win. Get active, Nor. Get active, Nor. And uh, I'm not going to agree with Trent here. I think Breeze is going to beat you, but I would <laughs> like to see some moves by by you, sir. Because being 16th ain't it ain't sweet down there. So do something. But I got Breeze. Yeah, I think I think this is probably the mortal lock of the week. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that's all I need to say. <laughs> okay, let's keep it moving. Make Delmar great again. Two and one takes on Sparty Squad. One and two again. I get bricked up, fired up, emotional, happy, screaming, crying, jumping up and down when Spencer wins. I love Spencer this week. Uh, Sparty Squad. I think after after I put Sparty Squad in the throne room after week one, I'm starting to think this is this is a team that might be uh, dwelling at the bottom all year long. I just don't see it, man. Kirk Cousins is putting up these numbers. I don't think it's sustainable. Brees Hall, like I said, is just trending down. Jamar Chase, if Joe Burrow wasn't healthy, I don't really know what's going on there. Give me Spink. Yeah, Trent, um, you actually touched on exactly what I was going to mention. Is I think this is a week where Kirk Cousins doesn't necessarily flash his greatness like he's been. He, he's been the number one quarterback all year, but I think this week he kind of snaps back to reality. So give me Spinky. Yeah, I, I got I got Spink as well, and I'm super fired up if he wins again. And I would just love him to say something in the chat. That's that's my only request. Spinky, so I got, Spinky's I got a Spink. pod favorite. What a pod <laughs> pod favorite team right there, yeah. Spinky. Spink pod. Consent. Love us some Spink. All right, uh, matchup number five. The feeling is one and two taking on the Ligers. Also one and two. Gavin. I will agree with everything that Ethan has pretty much said about your team. I think you're. I think eventually you're going to reach that point where that sweet spot. Cup comes back. Taylor comes back. Life's going to be good for you. But ultimately, I just I like the Ligers this week. I can't really tell you why. It's more just a feeling, if you will. So, Ethan, what do you think? You know, I I, I just seeing Gavin's team beat me. It kind of made me see Gavin's team in a new light. And I think even without Taylor and without Cup, I think they get it done. I think Richardson's going to come back this week. I see Geno playing the Giants, and I just see a very underwhelming game, and it's primetime. And I feel like none of the primetime games so far this year have been super high scoring, especially Monday night games. 
So I don't see anything changing with a Seattle New York Giants in New York. So I don't know. I think Gavin's team wins, but this is definitely going to be a close one. Yeah, I, I I like Brad in this one. I'm with I'm with you, Trent. Um, I think I think his wide receivers are going to have a big week, and I think they're the the backbone of this of this win for them this week. So I'm expecting a lot out of Calvin and uh, and AJ Brown this week. I think they're going to get it done for him. Calvin yeah, and Tyler Algier in the Toy Story game of the week. <laughs> oh, that's right. I want. <laughs> 9:30 the Sunday morning the Sunday morning Toy Story game in London is it in London I believe yes yeah. I you know where I'll be watching that game all right uh let's keep going um week uh matchup number six Detroit Rock City three and0 takes on Trevolution three and0 the only two undefeated teams left in this league Trev here's the thing I would love to pick myself here. I would also love to pick you here because I picked Philly last week and the reverse psychology worked. But here's what I'll tell you. I have a real X's and O's concrete reason I'm going to pick Trevolution this week. The Lions Bro. are on a short week. I got Amon <laughs> <Ross>. <laughs> Look, look, look. I got Amon Ross St. Brown on a short week. I got Sam Laporta on a short week. David Montgomery is still questionable. I don't really know what's going to happen. Trev, I am 3-0 and in picking you this season. I'm going to stick with it and hope that I'm wrong. I got Trevolution moving to 4-0 and and taking the ultimate throne from your boy over here. Although, you know. Trey, you got to be absolutely out of your mind to say something like that. Your team is cracked. Okay. Here's what I also don't think. I don't think Mostert's going to put up 50 points again. I also, I don't think Mahomes is going to play as well. Either. Well, that's that's true. That's true. I will. I, I just don't. I just again, my team is very Detroit heavy. And I think uh, Thursday night football historically, ever since its inception in 2006 or whatever it was, is not it, it, players don't always play great on Thursday night football. And I've got it's an, three it's an under team. game too. I got three starters going in Thursday night football. So I like I, I like Trev to take me down. It's not my lock. I have some confidence. <laughs> But I've been right about Trevor every step of the way here, and I just I think it's going to happen again. We'll see. So eager to give up your throne, Trent. Yeah, so eager. That's, that's but I, but you, I, listen, you are a superstitious man, Trent, and and you have been you've been doing things right all year. So I'm not going to knock you too much. So is, so no comment, Dave. Sorry. It's all for sure. It's all for his superstitions. I know it is. I know deep down yeah. he knows this team's going to perform. Hey, there, I, will not stand, I will not stand for this hidden agenda slander here. I gave you a Trent. very concrete reason why my faith is wavering a little bit this week only. Only this week. Not in general. Just this week. I got You can't win them all. Hey, Dave, yeah. two two of Trent's hidden agendas have been revealed so far on this podcast. His, his – uh, <laughs> His his superstition about his fantasy team and his his hate for Nate Willett. So uh, that, those are those are two agendas that have been exposed on this podcast. Look 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 look. Hang on, let me clear this up before you guys give your picks and and, and you know whatever. But Nate, I do not hate Nate. I love. Nate. That's a strong I, word. That's a strong I, word. My fault. I, I hate the Flying Dutchman. I do not hate Nate Willett the person. All right, what do you guys think? Go for it. E. Trent, I think I think you're gonna win. If you want my honest opinion, I think you're gonna win, and it's not gonna be particularly close. I think yeah. Joe Burrow plays at Tennessee. 
You know how I feel about AFC road matchups. It's hard to win on the road, specifically in the AFC, I think. Um, a chain, I don't think he puts up the same numbers. I think we'll talk about – I mean, maybe we'll talk about this when we talk about gambling. But I think that Miami-Buffalo game is a trap game this week. I think it's going to be a lot lower scoring than Vegas is painting it out to seem. Um, Garrett Wilson just isn't the same without Rodgers. He's got Zach Wilson throwing it to him. Ramondre Stevenson has barely done anything. And the fact that he's playing, you know, arguably the best defense in the league this week doesn't really make me feel any better about it. But Trent, yeah, I don't know. If the Lions, if the Lions put up a goose egg against the Packers, Trevor's gonna win. But I just don't see that happening. So give me Trent. Yeah. Yeah, I I got Rock City in this one too. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good matchup, closer than what the projection says for sure. Um, I think Burrow and I think Madden are going to have their breakout games um, for the year. So um, I th- that's going to look good for Trev, but I don't think A-Chain sustainable. I'm excited to see that backfield, how that looks in that Miami-Buffalo game, but um, I got I got Trent here as well. One more little tidbit before we move on, and I'll make this very, very, very quick. If I was superstitious, I'd pick against Trevor because I'm 3-0 picking Trevor. So, hey, I don't want to hear anyone's – I don't want to hear in the chat this week that I'm conjuring up spirits and trying to jinx, reverse jinx, jinx, reverse jinx my way into a win here. It's not happening. Everybody try and get in Trent's head this week. Trent's not, Trent's not, not superstitious. He's just a superstitious. Just a little. He's just a little stitches. Just a little stitches. <laughs> I'm not having it. All right, two more to get to. Uh, Kid Karch, two and one takes or takes on Clarky Boy, also two and one. Dude, this game, I have no idea. I have zero feel for this game. Take out a quarter, flip the quarter, and let it look. I Clarky called me out week one because I, I picked against him there. I th- or week two it was. I thought he'd have a letdown spot. That didn't happen. So I clearly I don't have much feel for what's going on with Clarky. I do think what Kid Karch did this week, his lack of scoring was a little bit of a fluke. So give me Kid Karch, although this is the matchup that I'm probably least confident in my prediction. Yeah, development here is Karch moving Gibbs to the flex, and he's inserting Alvin Kamara into the starting lineup. So could see something new from Karch this week. But also on the other end, Clarkey, I believe, does have Eckler coming back this week. And Eckler is just a total touchdown magnet. So I think I'm going to take Clarkey, and I do think this is going to be the closest matchup of the league this week. Yeah, I I like that. I like that as well. Um, I like Clarky. I think um, Javante Williams is going to have his his big day as well. I think his running back do. Um, I'd like to see Kamara do something for Mitch, give him a little bit of life. But I think Clark Clarky's going to go three and one, and Mitch is going to drop to to two and two. All right, final matchup before we get to the gambling corner. Rick Dalton takes on Hyde, Mister Moon. Uh, Rick Dalton looking for his first win. Hi, Mr. Moon looking to score over 100 points. Go ahead, Dave. What's up? (laughs) This is the ugliest I think you have an ugly (laughs) matchup. Okay, okay. All right. I'll make mine quick here. I'm going to stick with my philosophy. I pick Hyde Mr. Moon because I'm picking against Rick Dalton every week that Aaron Rodgers is still in that facility because he is out for the season factually, at least for our fantasy. Dude, he didn't drop him yet. (laughs) I I, I know it's just an IR spot, but I don't know what you're doing. He's not coming back until at least January, and we are our season's been over for a month at that point. So 
I don't Rob. get it. Give me hide, Mr. Moon. I'm getting the vibe Robbie, that Rob doesn't listen to this it? podcast, and Robbie's fake for that. If Robbie drops, I'm picking him up, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stashing him. <laughs> With us saying that, Rob, I I don't know, man. I really want to take Robbie in this game just because I just, I just don't. Jack's team just hasn't put up a lot of points. And I think you give guys like Bijan Robinson, you give guys like Jaden Waddle, Nakua, those guys are all capable of scoring 20, 20, 25 points. Um, but I just don't see any guys like that on Jack's team. Mike Evans and Kelsey, obviously, but they just haven't shown it yet. Therefore, I'm going to say Dalton gets his first win here. Wow. Give me, give me Dalton. E, I am with you. I think I think wow. I, and look, I, I, and we know we already know, Dave, that Jack is going to be so pressed about this. But look, Jack, this is what we call in teaching a data-driven decision right here. This is data-driven. <laughs> we work off of the numbers, and we make decisions based off those numbers. Jack, you're my guy, and I know you're tearing it up in Chicago right now, but it's not your week, man. The, the moon is dim. I think it's a new moon, actually. I don't think it's any you think crescent. It's or, I think it's a new moon. There's no moon in the sky this week. A gibbous? <laughs> yeah. the waning going over the episode. lunar phases this episode yeah hey siri what uh phase is the moon in no not actually jesus she's <laughs> is my savior she's talking to me okay <laughs> let's let's do a real quick gambling corner we can make this very very quick nfl lock of the week that you like last week ethan took the cowboys minus 11 and a half that did not hit as the Cardinals oh, set them outright I, on the other hand, had the Chiefs minus 12 and a half. That hit times three. The Bears stink. E, is there a line that you like this week? Look, man, I think it should be noted that I haven't hit one of those NFL locks yet. <laughs> like, I, I've been getting fleeced. But um, with that, give me Chargers minus five. Okay. The Chargers. I don't know if Garoppolo is going to play. He's in concussion protocol, but give me Chargers. Dave, do you have one that you like? Um, I'm taking a peek right now. Honestly, I think I uh, – no, I don't like any of these. I, I hate this Buffalo Dolphins game. I do not like this. Um, yeah, stay away from that line completely. Stay away from that. Um, yeah. Go Lions, baby. Like the Lions? All right, all right. That's great. I love I love the Lions too, of course, but I always try to spice it up a little bit. And in doing so, I will travel to the city in which a couple of the people, well, one of the people in this league, as well as our ex-Ann uh, Arbor Antics manager, Cole Barons, reside. I will travel to the Windy City, and I will sledgehammer to the nuts the Denver Broncos minus three and a half because the Bears suck. I understand <laughs> – I understand the Broncos just lost by 50. The Bears are historically bad. They got a running back playing quarterback. And I just love <laughs> I I love the Bears or I love the Broncos, excuse me. Huge mistake right there. Minus three and a half. Um, let's go to our fantasy player lock of the week. Last week, as mentioned earlier, Ethan had Justin Jefferson, Justin Herbert, and Aubrey overs in a parlay. <laughs> Aubrey. <laughs> he went three for three. Ethan, very, very, very impressive, my friend. I had Stafford over 15 and a half points. That did not hit. I thought that was a lock for sure, but Vegas knew something I didn't. So, Ethan, is there a fantasy player lock of the week that you like? Um, Give me Jared Goff 
over 17 points. For, so that's traveling to the Clarkie camp over there. Give me Goffs over. Go Lions. Absolutely I, love gonna, it. They, David, I'm you gonna, got one? I'm going to stick with Clarkie's team as well. I'm going to go Javante Williams with the over 12.68. I think I think he's going to have a – I think he's having a good day against the Bears. All right. Well, I am going to go with Brees Hall is a projected 12 points. I'm going under again. It's not, it's no hate towards Brees Hall. It's no (laughs) hate towards Sparty squad, but dude, they just, they're playing in prime. They're playing the chiefs in prime time. That game's going to be 50 to seven. Like it's not, (laughs) they can't run the ball against the chiefs. It's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to. So that, that there's that. Um, Do you have a fantasy matchup money line? Lock of the week. Last week, uh, Rick Dalton over the Bass Pro Bombers miss. That was Ethan's pick. My pick of Trevolution over Sparty Squad hit. So, Ethan, what are you thinking for this week? Listen, man, I try. I feel like I try and get too cute with these picks sometimes. And, like, I should just, like, pick one that's just for sure going to happen. I don't know if people are actually, like, paying attention to this part of the podcast. But, like, I'm, I'm not trying to pick games where it's, like, Cause like obviously I know we know David's probably gonna like wax Chris's team, <laughs> like so like I I feel bad saying David's money line, so I'm gonna go to a close matchup here, Clarkie and Karch, and I'm gonna say Clarkie is my lock of the week. All right, I'll go to another close one, and I alluded to this earlier: sledgehammer to the nuts, Philly over Flying Dutchman. Mm, mm. Solid. Hammer it. I, I'm jumping. I'm jumping on the Robbie bandwagon. Money line, Rick Dalton over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he's doubling down. Jack's Jack's gonna listen to this like in his car, and he's gonna be like, he's gonna pull over to like send some shit in the group chat. And we love you though, Jack. I, we love. It's funny because when you fire, we when you fire, we we tend to fire back sometimes. So all love to you, Jack. I, I, right, said, I, haven't talk, I haven't talked to Jack in too long, and I think I just I need to get his uh, his open the floodgates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is a good way to make it happen: is to just shit on his fantasy team. Then you're yeah. inevitably going <laughs> to yeah. hear from him. So, um, last order of business, as everyone knows, we do a throne room, the dog house. Just to recap, real quick: last week's throne room was Detroit, Detroit Rock City one, Trevolution one, Clarky Boy lost, Breeze now still in college one. Uh, last week's Doghouse, The Feeling won, Chips Fever lost, Hide Mr. Moon won, and Rick Dalton lost. So, E, we'll throw it to you for your first pick in the throne room. We'll keep David neutral here, but I have a I have a uh, proposition for Dave in a minute. But, E, give us your first throne room pick. My first throne room pick, defending his birthright, Trent, Detroit Rock City. You remain in the throne room. Nothing changed from last week. You only you only strengthened your resume, I might say, to be in the throne room. So you will remain. It is what it is. Uh, I've spoken enough on that matter. If you want to hear my thoughts on that, me being a boisterous, cocky asshole. Looking down on his kingdom. Just rewind a few a few minutes. Um, Dave, my proposition to you as the unbiased third party. I would I would like to propose if you score 200 plus points from here on out, you are an automatic bid for that week in the throne room. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. If we have five dudes score 200 plus points, there are five thrones. What do you think? I'm I'm all for that. If we have five guys 200 plus, it's a crazy week in the NFL. So um, I'm here for that. 
Okay, yes. And of course, I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. But yeah, okay, my second uh, admission, or my first admission, I guess, the second throne. Uh, Trev, you deserve to keep it. Not much to be said. One of us is probably going to lose our throne here this week, or maybe not. If there's another Trent Philly-esque matchup going on, maybe we'll both keep our throne. But Trev, you absolutely deserve to stay here. Well done, brother. 3-0. and One of only two undefeated teams left. So, Ethan... Give us the third throne for the week. Yeah, and, you know, I think there's something that you noted in there that I want to point out is that I got Philly in at the third spot, even though he's one and two and ranked 13. Bro, if you put up 185 points, you belong, it, win or loss. Nobody wants to play Philly right now. Nobody. So if you're that feared, you belong in the throne room with the best of them. Philly's in there at the three spot. Completely agree. I'm glad you did that because I was going to do it if you didn't. Um, even though he's one and two, like you said, he absolutely – this is not the standings. This is just who we feel. It's all about feel. It's who right. you feel is the strongest team in this league or the strongest four teams, excuse me. So I am going to venture off, and I promise this is not just because Dave's on this podcast, but Dave rebranded his team. He rebranded his franchise. He got off the mat, and damn it, he's – and one and sitting pretty right now with a pretty good roster on paper. Not many injuries to speak of. I'm going to throw Dave in at the fourth throne in the throne room. So I now, also had that pick, Trent. If it makes you feel any better, it makes me feel a lot better because otherwise he was he was in the throne he was in the throne room and he won. So like, right. why would he get off of it? Which which you know they're, they're, we don't want to set the precedent that just because you're in the throne room and you win, you got to stay. I mean, if I, yeah. if I if I beat Trevor this week, seventy five to seventy four, I'm not keeping myself in the throne room. I'll, I'm going <laughs> to say that right now. Um, final order of business: the doghouse. Ethan, who's the first dog? Yeah, and you know what? I, I'm I'm glad I get to make this pick because I think the theme of this episode has been accountability. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I think my team deserves to be in the doghouse. And if we, we go out, we lose to the 16th ranked team. Not a very flashy game for me by any means. I just think my guy's got something to prove. And I have no problem admitting that I'm probably in the bottom 25% in this league until I prove it otherwise. So I will put myself into the doghouse. All right. Uh, if we're not accountable, what are we answer? Nothing. We are nothing. Dev, I threw you a crown week one. I'm throwing you a bone now as a dog. You're in the doghouse one and two. Again, I just don't think Kirk cause if, if your quarterback puts up 36 points and the other quarterback puts up four points and you can't win. That's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> That's pretty bad. So, Dev, you're in the doghouse. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And the other two, I mean, I guess should be pretty self-explanatory. I got Rob in at my spot. Rob, you just haven't shown me that you're – you, you haven't shown me that you're a, a competent manager in this league yet. You haven't shown me that you're capable of winning big <laughs> games. Um, Data-driven decision-making right here. So, Rob, you're in the doghouse until you prove to be out. Gavin, congratulations, my friend. You see the light because I'm not picking you. You're out of there. You are up in the. You're up in the kingdom. Not in the kingdom, but you're in the. Uh, you're in the castle. You're. 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 A He's in the commons. <laughs> you're not in the doghouse anymore. You're not eating scraps in that lowly yeah. place that is the doghouse. Instead. Chris, he's making me do it. I was hoping he would pick you. Ethan would pick you, so that way I wouldn't have to do it. But Chris, yeah, you're you're statistically the worst team in this league right now. You're ranked 16th. 
you need Josh Allen to put on that cape. You need DeAndre Swift to put on that cape. You need Stefan Diggs to do a little more than he's done. And you need to put together some wins here. I'll tell you right now, uh, the bench is looking really, really, really uh, thin. And as we get into bye week season, it's going to be tough. And again, Chris, from one brother to another, a friend to a friend, a rival, a rival, magic to Larry Bird. I will tell you, you got to make some moves because this roster you got right now ain't going to cut it. That's all. Chris, you're in the doghouse. As much as it pains me to say, brother, you're in the doghouse. Sorry, Nort. So that wraps it up. That's pretty much all we got. A little bit longer of an edition of week three of the Weekly Don'ts podcast. Does anyone have any famous last words they want to get off their chest before we let this thing end? I think we got to hear something from Steve, man. Let's get some some something to Dave to send us out here. All right, I'll, I'll send the boys out. Hey, honestly, I love doing this stuff, like being able to stay in touch with you guys through the fantasy football and everything. Like, it's uh, it's a good thing for me to get away from like, the school and the hockey and all that, the grind of it all. So being able to do stuff like this, just have fun with it and like reconnect with all you guys all the time. It's uh, it's so like I love I love all you boys. You guys mean the world to me and. I'm glad we do this stuff because it's it's a blast. I like being competitive against each other, and um, yeah, I miss all you guys a lot. You know, I was kind of you know thinking, what, Dave. Yeah, go ahead, Trent. No, I was just out real quick. I was thinking Dave was going to come in and like talk shit or something. That was very heartfelt. That was very nice. Um, I was going to say I almost had a tear come down my cheek there. That was really heartfelt, <laughs> Dave. And we love you, and we love the rebrand, and we love everything you're doing. You're you're going to represent this chat one day, and you're going to be the the biggest name out of all of us, man. So <laughs> we we love you, and we're always going to push you forward. If you ever come back to Granville and you're like, "Yo, I'm done with this hockey shit," we're going to be like, "Here's a stick and a puck. Get your ass out to the gym because you got more work to do, my boy." <laughs> We're going to hold you accountable. Number 37 for the Black Bears. There you have it. This just in. If you root against Dave this week, you're an asshole. That's all we've got. (laughs) That's all we've got for this edition. Again, boys, I know some of you probably aren't tuned in at this point in the episode, but if you want to come on like Dave did, it's simple. Just let us know. It's really easy. We have a lot of fun. I had a few beers during this, if you can't tell, because I started to to stumble on my words a little bit towards the end. It's all (laughs) good. It's all good. Here we go. Here's to a good week four. May the best man win and go Lions.